Good evening and welcome to the Muller Time Podcast. I hope all of you are doing well. I'd like to first start, uh, as always, by thanking our newest Patreons. We have Linda, Joe, Tina, and Gerlindi. Uh, really want to thank you guys so much for supporting the show and for anyone else who likes what we do and wants to support us. It's at patreon.com backslash Muller Time. Uh, it has been a while since uh, you and I last talked. I think the last two shows have both been interviews. Uh, as you know, we spoke with Jessica Aro, the Finnish investigative journalist. Uh, love that interview. And Jessica, if you're listening, thank you. It's like Russia, if you're listening. Jessica, if you're listening, thank you so much. And we also spoke with uh, Chris Sampson last week, who co-authored uh, Hacking ISIS with Malcolm Nance and is really a uh, kind of a force in his own right. Love talking to Chris. Such a good interview. And uh, honestly, that waterboarding story, Chris, if you're listening, wow. Uh, For those of you who didn't hear that, Chris was uh, waterboarded by Malcolm Nance and a team live on BBC, which was uh, just just something I never thought I'd talk to somebody about. So this whole thing has been kind of uh, an adventure in a way, I guess. Uh, Today is the National Emergency day 60. Now, you probably wouldn't know that because, as always, it's fake. In fact, uh, you know who was tweeting today about the Masters and Tiger Woods. You know, some some emergency, huh? Anyway, it is day 60, so if uh, you're really worried and you want to know what you can do, as always, you can call the White House at 202-456-1111. And just, that's the comment line, by the way. I don't think you have to talk to a live person. Just ask them, what can I do? You know, what can I do to uh, get over this national emergency? Um, I have a lot planned this week. So tonight may be a little shorter, and I'm going to tell you what, what I'm going to be up to this week in a bit. Uh, but first of all, it looks like on Tuesday, or maybe even tomorrow, by the time you hear this, some version of the Mueller report. Now, I know what you're thinking already. Yes, Bill Barr is going to cover it up, and it's going to be some nonsense and probably redacted, but something something is coming. Uh, so now the really the only question is what? What is going to be coming? You know, he issued his fake letter, and we all know what that was. But now, you know, the, the, the volume is a um, – it's such a, a large a report that I'm not sure – how much he's going to be able to cover this up. I mean, I don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to put anything past this guy, but at the same time, 400 pages, it's hard not to let something slip. Now, incredibly, I've already heard ABC was reporting that the White House has already written like a hundred or 200 page rebuttal. Uh, you know, you don't have to be Columbo to know how can you write a rebuttal to something you haven't supposedly read, right? So to state the obvious, Again, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, and maybe for, you know, in some ways we won't know for, for many years. But the point is, is that something's coming this week. And I just hope it's something that will further illuminate what happened to this country. And let me also add, if you have a copy of this report, your country has never needed you more than right now whether it's Robert Mueller, someone on the team, or just some kind of leaker, please, if you happen to be listening to this show, please consider being a patriot and doing the right thing. Something is coming this week, 
And in a few, in a bit, I'm going to talk about why, why it's so important and why things are sort of coming to a head right now. But we have got to know what happened between Trump and Russia. I mean, really what happened? Like we know what happened, but we don't know. So I just hope that whatever comes out, this is going to be a big news week. I can tell you that right now. And we all know that. So whatever comes out, we need to analyze it, but we also need to kind of take it in stride. Remember that four-page letter. We can't put anything past Bill Barr. He's a cover-up artist. That's why he was hired. That's literally on the guy's resume, right? I mean, if there was a section, you know, like special skills, right? It's cover-up artist. He did it in Iran-Contra. He's doing it again now, right? You know, it's funny. I was watching this guy, and after, you know, I'm like pretty good, like, my line of work, it's important to be able to kind of like, you kind of like, like if you're like a good comedian, you're able to sort of like judge people a little bit. I don't mean that in a negative way, just like you're supposed to be able to analyze people in a very rapid fashion. So a couple times I saw Bill Barr, I was like, oh, I get it. He's, his whole thing is Magoo. Like his whole thing is, I uh, like, I don't really know what's going on, but I kind of do when he absolutely, of course, knows exactly what's going on. And it's it's just amazing that people look at him and they call him like an institutionalist and blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, the guy's Magoo, but he knows what he's doing. Unbelievable. Uh, so we're going to see what happens this week. It's going to be a very illuminating week. I don't think I'll be doing an emergency podcast for the reason that I have some big interviews coming up that I'm going to tell you guys about. Okay. Uh, we'll see. You never know. Now, uh, in Mueller news, because contrary to what the um, the kind of the large big media institutions want you to believe, this is far from over, right? So we all know that. The Mueller investigation dis- distributed cases uh, to, you know, courts, federal courts all over this country, and they continue, okay? So Sam Patton, uh, a lobbyist, as, as we all know, last week, um, was sentenced to probation. Uh, Sam Patton, who worked for Manafort, uh, sort of, I guess he was pretty helpful, but he participated in some, uh, I guess you would call it straw purchases. He, at the inauguration, bought some tickets for people who aren't supposed to be there and funneled the money, etc. And I guess he was very helpful to them because he got probation and I think a fine, okay? And then, and to me, what was a much more interesting story and an example of how Robert Mueller really is the consummate professional. Greg Craig, who was a lawyer for President Obama, uh, was indicted. He was indicted for a similar thing. I think it's failure to register as a lobbyist. So, of course, the Republicans were all over this. And there was some, I heard there was, I heard some journalists or some lawyers who were a little bit surprised by that. But what I took away from it was that, you know, Mueller, one is the consumer professional, but also I thought the reaction was very interesting. Myself and you listening to the show right now, I'm sure your first reaction was, oh, another crook, you know, good. Like what, like in other words, the guy being a Democrat or working for President Obama, that doesn't change the way that you feel. Because I don't care who you worked for or what party you're in. If you're part of this sordid mess and you did something wrong, you need to be held accountable. See, that's the difference between us and them. Because 
they just it's for them it's just so tribal. They they'll they'll you know they wouldn't do that. Okay, and it's important that we do that. This it just so happens that the Republicans are much more corruptible. But I don't care who it is. If you're a part of this, then you need to pay the consequences. So, you know, is he was he a part of the the big thing? No, but they found crimes, and they are uh, you know. I guess he's going to, he'll have his day in court. Okay. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, that's a good thing. Um, the, so I want to talk about the main thing that I want to talk about today is last week. Okay. Now for, for the last two years, we've been living in a kind of a Dante's type inferno situation, you know, a, a dream world, whatever metaphor that you want to use. Okay. And as you know, in the Trump administration, every day is kind of worse than the last one. And I really do keep a po- I mean, everyone who listens to this show knows I keep a positive tone. I like to. I think that's the way that you get ahead in life. And also, that's the way you just, that's just the way to do it, okay? So this is the most middle ground you'll ever hear me kind of talk. Last week was was a moment, Okay. Now, I have a list of the things that happened last week uh, and stories that came out. The point I want to make by reading this list is that this this is this can't go on like this. I know that sounds like stating the obvious again. You know, you go back, there's been indignities back and forth in Puerto Rico and just take your pick from day one, right? Even before he, you know, quote unquote, won the election. But there was something last week that was different, Okay. So here's here are the things that happened just last week, all right? Attorney General Magoo, a.k.a. Bill Barr, said that he thinks that the FBI and essentially the Mueller investigation, that's really what he was saying, was spying on the Trump campaign, okay? This is unprecedented. This has never happened before. This is the chief law enforcement officer of the United States. Two, he said that they should be investigated, in other words, the investigator should be investigated, right? Three, Steve Mnuchin. <laughs> I was trying to think of a nickname for him, but the guy's such a clown. So whatever. Mnuchin said that Trump doesn't have to turn over his tax returns, even though it's written clearly as plain as day in the law, a law that was comes from like 1920 or something, okay? Four, we found out that Trump wanted to use the army or the military to build what are constant their concentration camps that's i if you look up the definition that's what trump wants them to build and it's really what he's already doing but he wanted the difference was he wanted the us military to do it which is illegal you're not allowed the the military is not allowed to operate inside united states soil in that capacity five as you the biggest story trump wanted sank uh he wants to again illegally put uh, migrants, uh, undocumented uh, people, uh, people seeking asylum, in places like where I am, you know, California. And six, he told the head of the border patrol, uh, he said, "I'll pardon you if uh, if you can help me out with number five and number or number four and number five." Okay, so all those things happen in one week. What I'm trying to say is is that this can't go on like this. These people are getting worse. 
I try to keep it positive on the show as much as I can. We don't have much more time. That's what I'm trying to say. And I wrote something on the Mueller Time Facebook page uh, to that effect. This is a totalitarian regime, and they're getting worse, right? Uh, They're going to get away with what they're going to get away with because that's what people like this do. That's just what they do. They don't care. So they stepped up, uh, you know, their thing last week. Where is the response? That's what I'm so concerned about. I guess that's really what I want to say. The Democrats, I understand there's a lot going on that we don't know about. But in politics as in life, perception is reality, right? So it's great that you're, you may be doing a lot of things behind the scenes, but to us, the people, what are we seeing? What are you doing? You're writing your fifth letter for the taxes? You know, I was watching TV today and a commercial camp came on by Tom Steyer, you know, the billionaire who's a big impeachment guy. It was a simple commercial. He said, we need to see the Mueller report. And he listed an 800 number, which was Attorney General uh, Magoo's number. Now that is perception. That's a commercial running that came on, you know, in my house while I was just doing whatever, just watching TV. Now, that's that's an independent guy, but that's that's how you do it. That's a message that came across and you can reach people. I, I just, I guess... That's kind of what I wish I was seeing more of from the leadership because this can't go on like this. Eventually, it's it's not even a breaking point. I don't, I don't know what the phrase I'm looking for is, but you literally can't go on like this. They're going to keep pushing it. You saw that, that Barr or Magoo is trying to... <sighs> He says he wants to investigate the investigators, okay? Do you think these people really wouldn't put Hillary Clinton in jail? Or Stroke? Or James Comey? You you know, I find myself always coming back to and thinking a lot about, about Germany and Nazi Germany. And I wonder what the mindset was before it really... Now is the time. Uh, before that we can't like bring these people back. Okay. And that anyway, got me thinking about a movie that where about power and how you can, it's a scene in a movie in a clip that I'm going to play you that articulates how you fight people who are ruthless because the Republicans are ruthless and it's all they understand is power. So I found myself thinking about this film and I'm going to play this now. Okay. This is how you handle the Republican Party, okay? You said you wanted to know how to get Capone. Do you really want to get him? You see what I'm saying? What are you prepared to do? Everything within the law. And then what are you prepared to do? If you open the ball on these people, Mr. Nash, you must be prepared to go all the way. Because they won't give up the fight until one of you is dead. I want to get Capone. I don't know how to get him. You want to get Capone? Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. And that's how you get Capone. Now, 
Do you want to do that? Are you ready to do that? I'm making you a deal. Do you want this deal? I have sworn to put this man away with any and all legal means at my disposal, and I will do so. It's a coward. Do you know what a blood oath is, Mr. Ness? Yes. Good. Because you just took one. That's it. That was the uh, the Untouchables. For those that don't remember, Sean Connery and Kevin Costner, the Chicago way, right? Maybe we should call it the Mueller way or something. You get the point. When are these people going to be held accountable? That's what I'm trying to say is it's past time for impeachment, okay? The big debate and what everyone's talking about is that it can't be won, right? Like because of the Senate and we don't have the votes. How is that any kind of strategy? It's not about that. It's about that, like I said, this can't go on like this. And sooner or later, you know, I again, I hate to use like, hyperbole or like extreme examples, but how many letters can you write when there's a mushroom cloud hanging over the world? Because this guy has access to the nukes. It's it's about survival at this point. And that's what that movie was about. He was telling him, you know, the, the veteran lawman versus the guy who just got into town that Capone has no sense of of honor and the rules don't apply. Now, I'm not saying that you break all the rules. This still has to be a nation of laws. But when you're dealing with people who have no sense of character and who don't care and are ruthless, sometimes you kind of have to rise to that occasion too. That's why impeachment is in there. So it's that's why it's so um, just, I, I just don't get it. You know, Speaker Pelosi says it's off the table. Well, what's on the table then, man? I mean, I, I just, that's why it was in the Constitution. They put it in there for a reason. What will, Don, what will be a bigger reason than Donald Trump? Who is more lawless? Even forget about what happened during the election. Shoot, for what happened in Puerto Rico alone. Or the, or the other day, asking the Border Patrol chief to break the law. Oh, and I forgot one. What happened with Ilan Omar? He's threatening the life of a United States congressman. They're not getting better. They're getting worse. And eventually, if it gets past that point of no return, you know, people are going to look back and they're just like we do in World War II and other, when we study history, why didn't they do something? Right? But now is in that moment. Now we have that moment. It's the, it's time to impeach. It's time to leak the Mueller report. It's time, whatever, take your pick. But now is the time, right? The Chicago way. What a great movie. Uh, And then in one more Mueller-related, well, it was really the feel-good story of the week. I'm sure you felt the same way. The only thing that was better than this was when we saw Roger Stone get his door kicked in. Well, they didn't really kick it in, but you know what I mean. Julian Assange. Julian Assange is out of the embassy after seven long 
And by the way, you want to talk about long. Imagine what it was like to work in that embassy and all the stuff. I heard he hacked into their network. I don't know what kind of person hacks into the network of the people protecting him, but that's him. And then I'm sure you heard all the other various gross stories I don't want to repeat about Mr. Assange. Uh, So Julian Assange, it was found out, was indicted on a count of of computer hacking. And they seem to have left the big things, uh, you know, involving election and issues with journalism. Those, they they sort of, I guess, sidestepped. Like you, most of you, I think it's a great thing that he's now in custody. Also, like most of you, I'm sure that when WikiLeaks came out that you, like I, thought it was a great thing way back when. WikiLeaks' slogan is, you know, we open governments. And I think that's how the world should be. So when I saw that, I said, oh, wow, this is like a new group that's holding governments accountable. And even there was a time where he was like a hero to me. Uh, like like to many of you. And they, in the very beginning, ex- exposed uh, war crimes. And you know, I said, this is, this is the guy. This is the new hero. And I think that's exactly what he wanted. But as it turned out, you know, you know, he reminds me of, Assange reminds me a lot of, actually of Ralph Nader. There was a moment where I thought that Ralph Nader was this big hero and he gave a speech at my college. It was a great speech. And then the election came in 2000 and Ralph Nader had a chance to alter the course of history. And it turned out that he was just an egomaniac who didn't care about anybody but himself. And that's when I was looking at Assange, that's what I think happened. Also, uh, Michael Weiss wrote what I think is the definitive article about Julian Assange. And it's in the Atlantic, really worth checking out. Great reporter based out here in LA, I believe. Um, And it's called very well titled, Julian Assange Got What He Deserved. And it basically explains that, first of all, computer hacking is not something that journalists do. So the idea that he's a journalist, he and uh, Chelsea Manning work together to crack a government computer. That's not something that the New York Times does. So if you're concerned about press freedom issues, that's just something to think about. But Weiss also went back and brought out things that I didn't even remember that Assange did or didn't even know. One, when WikiLeaks first came out and they they revealed um, sort of war crimes and thing uh, that have been committed by the U.S. government and other governments, the Guardian wrote an article that there were Afghan uh, people who bravely supported our troops at risk to their own life, working as translators, and their names were in those documents. And when WikiLeaks was working with the Guardian to release some of them, the reporter said, hey, you know, these people are going to get killed. And Assange said, you know, I don't care. They work for the, they work with the U.S. A total, you know, sociopath with no, and we should have known right there. But I don't remember even reading that story, right? So a guy who couldn't care less. And I suspect that probably what Assange really is, he's a type of anarchist. I, I'm just kind of speculating here, who hates all government. And so anybody who would work with, you know, the empire, he doesn't care. The human cost doesn't care. And you know who, doesn't that sound like someone that you know? It's Trump, right? That's the irony. These guys have more in common than, you know, anyone would have thought. Uh, He also pushed the Seth Rich 
conspiracy theory at great harm to Seth Rich's family and, and many others. Uh, he's just not, he's not a good guy and he's not a journalist. So I, I do think it's good to have the discussion about press freedoms and, and the, I think it's good that we're having that discussion and I respect any journalist who uh, was bringing that up, you know, that, that papers do leak documents, right? But again, there's a huge difference between leaking and, you know, cracking a government computer, okay? So that's just what I want to say about that. Now, the thing with Assange, apparently it's going to take many years and I just, I think he has quite a story to tell and I'll be interested if he wants to tell it. And I'm very interested that the Trump administration, what, you know, what, this guy knows a lot, right? Obviously, the third thing that makes him deplorable is that he conspired with Guccifer 2.0 and Don Jr. and others we don't know about to conspiracy against the United States of America. So I hope he comes back here and has his day in court, to say the least. And I suspect like all people like that, he'll fold and tell us what we what we need to know uh, under those circumstances. So that was a feel-good moment. Really, by the way, did you know the only, the crew that captured the pictures of him, there was only one crew out there that when he was arrested, and it was, it was RT, or a version of RT, the Russian propaganda. How did they know? How did they know that that was going to happen? Great pictures, though. I just am resisting arrest. Yeah, that was really good. All this chaos that's happened in, in this country, all, all the things that have happened, and this guy played a part in that. So I'm, I'm very pleased to see that. Uh, now, this week is going to be a very big week, not just with the Mueller report, but I wanted to run down uh, some things that this show and I am going to be doing, okay? And all these things uh, you are going to be hearing or listening to or viewing, okay? Tomorrow, as I've said, I want to see every presidential candidate in person, and I want to go on the road and some other things. So tomorrow, Andrew Yang, uh, you know, you may have seen him. He was on CNN tonight doing a town hall, one of the more fringe candidates, but he's going to be in Grand Park, downtown Los Angeles, doing a rally. I've emailed them numerous times for an interview. No answers yet, but, you know, whatever. I'm going to be there. I'm bringing the, the equipment anyway. Maybe we'll get an interview, maybe not, but it's going to be really cool. Yang is an interesting guy. He's, he's again, uh, he's the type of, of you know, character in a way who uh, kind of crops up in every uh, every four years, often on the these these people who run for president who are a little bit on the fringe. But he's a he's a venture capitalist and a uh, a tech guy. He's best known for pushing this universal income, you know, a thousand dollars for every American. His website has more policy proposals listed than any that I think I've ever seen. I mean. He literally has about 60 things up there. And he's pretty much a progressive with just some a few ideas that were, would be outside the mainstream, but it's interesting. And it's candidates like that are often good because while they don't usually get the nomination, they often some of their ideas may filter in. So I'll be interested to go see him live. Uh Tuesday, I'll be appearing on the 
the Michael Smith Show, which is a progressive radio show. I don't have too many details about that. I just know it's going to be at 10 p.m. Eastern, and I will get a copy and play it. If um, yeah, I don't know how they do things there, but it's a pretty well-known show. And I think he's on uh, what's called Freedom TV, which is a, a like a cable station. So that'll be interesting. Looking forward to talking to him. And Wednesday, <laughs> I'm just trying to think about getting through to you know tomorrow even. But by the way, the Mueller report is probably going to drop by then or some version of it. So I don't know what I'll be doing then. And then Wednesday, I'm very proud to say I'll be interviewing one of the biggest Trump Russia journalists, Scott Stedman who often shares a byline with Natasha Bertrand, one of the great journalists of our time. Uh, Scott is a Southern California uh, native, and I live in Southern California right now. So uh, we are going to be doing an in-person interview. I just got his book. It's called Real News. I love it. I've been reading it uh, all day, and I'm going to do my best to have it finished. Uh, it's It's hard doing this show, which is mostly, as you can always tell usually sort of a solo thing because I, I just, I handle everything regard, related to this show. So the fact is I was reading another book, uh, Vicki Ward, who wrote the book about Kushner, who's agreed to do an interview when, when, uh, this came up. So, you know, put the, that book aside. And anyway, I'm really looking forward to talking to Scott. Uh, the book is called real news and I can tell you already, I'm only about a quarter of the way through it. It's a great book, and he really knows what's going on. And also, the guy just got his bachelor's degree in 2018, which is just incredible. I think he's like 22 or 23. So a uh, total prodigy. Really looking forward to talking to him. So it's going to be a big week. I really look forward to uh, talking to all you guys. As always, if anybody has anything that they want to uh, tell me or talk about or tips or thoughts, it's Muller Time Podcast at Gmail. Twitter is Muller Time Pod. Facebook, Muller Time Podcast. Instagram is Muller Time Podcast. If you like uh, what we do here and the show's only getting bigger and you want to help, it's uh, patreon.com backslash Muller Time. I'm always here, I'm always up, and I'm always listening. So, as always, I appreciate you listening to Muller Time, and we will talk uh, probably this week. Mm-hmm.